Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Come on, who's excited for God's word today? Man, I hope you are because today I want to look um, in the text of Genesis 25 all the way to 32. And I want to look at the life of a man who found himself in a hurtful situation. A kind of situation that I feel like most of us in our lifetimes at some point will find ourselves. Today I don't want to talk to you about the hurt that you guys know how to cope with. In other words, many times we are taught about the hurt from other people. We are taught about the hurt from other circumstances that come into our lives. Today, I want to talk to you about the hurt that comes from within. A self-inflicted pain that many times we bring upon ourselves, and sometimes we don't even know it. See, that is exactly what is happening in this man's life. His name was Jacob, and today I want to travel all the way from chapter 25 to chapter 32. It's a lot of scripture today. Come on, how many of you love God's word? Come on. Yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to read it all. I saw some of your faces. He's, like, He's going to read all of that. We're going to be here till two in the morning. No, I'm going to paraphrase some of it. Okay. There was a couple named Isaac and Rebecca. This is starting in Genesis 25. And they had two sons, Esau and Jacob. Esau was a master hunter. He was a manly man. He was the first one of the two twins that came out. His name was Esau. Everybody say Esau. And then there was Jacob, and Jacob would stay at home. You see, Jacob was witty. He knew how to build strategies. He was a master planner, but he would stay home with his family. And one day, Esau came home hangry. How many of you know, like, sometimes you don't make the best decisions when you're hangry? Like, when you're hangry, you will go to Taco Bell and justify it as real Mexican food. I'm saying, you're like, no, no, Taco Bell, it's real Mexican. Like, let's just go there. I'm just hangry. You know, you don't make the best decisions when you're hangry. And so Esau comes home hangry. He is hungry. He's willing to do anything to, that he has to do to get some food. And, and, and he, uh, Jacob d- disguises this master plan to betray his brother and steal his birthright. And he sells his birthright for a pot of stew. And he says, Esau, listen, I know that you're hangry right now. I have some food. Man, let's trade. You get this food and I get your birthright. Now, what is a birthright? A birthright was all access. It was all authority. It was all the influence and all the leadership of the father. And it belonged to the firstborn son. So really what he just took away from Esau was a huge deal. It was huge. But you see, this wasn't good enough for him, even though this was the first betrayal, is is that there was a second betrayal that happened. And he heard that uh, uh, Isaac, who was their father, was going to bless Esau. And so he said, man, I want Esau's blessing too. I have his birthright. Now I want his blessing. And so he disguised himself as Esau. He put a bunch of furs on him. He made him smell like Esau. He made him look like Esau. Isaac was blind at the time, so he couldn't really see it. So he could just feel the hair on his arms. And he went and he disguised himself as his brother Esau. And he stole the birthright from Esau. And Esau, in his right mind, said, you know what? He just stole everything from me. So now I'm going to kill him. And so this forced Jacob to have to run away. So we have Isaac and Rebekah. Then we have Jacob and Esau. Rebekah, who was the mother of Jacob, had a brother named Laban. Okay? Come on, I'm teaching you. This is good stuff. All right? Some of you guys, you like, you don't know what happens. Come on, I'm going to teach you right now. Okay, I promise. I got a degree in this. Okay? If you have any questions, come talk to me after. I love the book of Genesis. And so he runs over to Laban's house. And he says, you know what, Laban, I'm going to kick it with you because my brother's trying to kill me. And so he goes to Laban's house. He marries both of his daughters. 
They have kids. They have grandbabies. And, and, and he has all this sheep. And, and Laban says, hey, listen, if you want to go back to your father's house, then you're going to need to give me some of your sheep. Okay? Now, you have to understand that like back in the day, sheep was the currency. Sheep was a big deal. Like when bullies would pull up, they wouldn't be like, hey, yo, give me your lunch money. They'd be like, hey, yo, give me your sheep. And so he steals all the grandbabies, he steals the two daughters, and he steals all these sheep, and he begins to run from Laban, because Laban is like, I'm going to go get this guy, I'm going to take my daughters back, I'm going to take my grandbabies back, I'm going to take my sheep back. And he finds himself here in Genesis 32, where we pick up again, starting in verse 24. And so Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Well, my name is Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no have overcome Israel because you have struggled with God and with humans and you have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. So Jacob called this place, the place of Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his Hep, you see, as you can see through the life of Jacob, is he is just going through a lot of stuff. How many of you have just been going through a lot of stuff? How many of you have been in a hurtful situation even this week? Maybe from a coworker, maybe from a family member, maybe from a kid that you've been trying to raise, or, or all of these different situations. Many times we can deal with this thing called hurt, but watch this. What Jacob didn't understand is that if he didn't deal with his hurt, his hurt was going to deal with him. Did you know that if you do not deal with your hurt, then your hurt will always deal with you. And now Jacob is in the repercussions of him not dealing with his hurt. How many of you have ever been in a traumatic experience before? Yeah, maybe like a car crash. Maybe maybe you just found yourself in a lonely place because of a divorce or bad relationship. Maybe you lost your job or maybe in my case, changing a dirty diaper. Come on. You're like, you ever change a dirty diaper? I feel like there's a common consensus among the diaper changing community. Um, and there's a fear that all diaper changers have is that you won't change the diaper fast enough before different fluids start flowing in directions that you would not prefer them to. Can I get an amen from the parents? Like the other day that happened to me, I'm going to be honest, it happened to me. And I really didn't know what to do. Yeah, like... The anatomy of the body just began to, like the body just started bodying. And things start to fly, and it was like a slow motion movie. I was like, no! Right? Like my dog is like flying through the air trying to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a traumatic experience, y'all. And it's so funny because now whenever I change a dirty diaper... I always carry like this insecurity about myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, am I gonna do this fast enough? Is it gonna be too tight? Is it gonna be too loose? Am I gonna get it in time? You know what I'm saying? Like all these different things begin to happen. Now that's a funny story, but how many of you know that insecurity is always an immediate product of hurt? Insecurity is always an immediate product of hurt. That's why when trust is broken, how many of you know it's hard to trust again? 
When a, a relationship has gone bad that you didn't think was going to go bad, all of a sudden, it's hard to have hope for that thing again. When you build a business and it's successful, but all of a sudden, it starts to fail, you have this insecurity. Man, am I ever going to be able to bring this thing up? Am I ever going to be able to build something successful? It's this thing that we call insecurity. And if you don't deal with your hurt, then hurt produces insecurity. If you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down because I think it's so powerful that hurt produces insecurity. I find it so funny that Jacob, having already been given the birthright, he already had the blessing from Isaac. He already had been spared by Laban's attack. And still he is wrestling with this man and asking him for a blessing. Isn't it funny how insecurity will always leave you hoping for something more, but never managing to attain it? Yeah. Did you know that when you are insecure about yourself, what you are really saying is, God, you must have forgotten to put something inside of me. So I'm going to run to the world. I'm going to run to all these different things. But can I tell you that there is no success? There is no social media post. There is no drug. There is no addiction. There is nothing that compares to the presence of God. And it was only when he was in the presence of God that his insecurity could be broken. It was only when he was in the presence of God. That God could begin to restore his life. You see, here's what I believe about Jacob. I believe that Jacob was running to the wrong approval. He was running to the wrong places. He was running to the wrong people. But what he needed was the power of God in his life. Because when the power of God steps into your life, can I tell you that anything is possible? Anything is possible. See, but finally he was struggling with the wrong people, but, but now he was wrestling with God. Can I tell you that, that maybe what you need in your life to overcome your hurt is not another person? It's not another relationship. It's not another business investment. It's not another thing that you have been trying to cope and manage with your new identity. But can I tell you, it might just be the power of God in your life that you need to overcome your insecurity. Because watch this. If you don't deal with insecurity, then insecurity will always diminish your identity. Did you know that the enemy would love for you to be insecure? Why? Because it is a self-inflicted pain. What do I mean by that? Did you know that if the enemy can get you to hate you, then he doesn't have to take you out because you'll take yourself out. In other words, when you walk with insecurity, all of a sudden you say, man, devil, I'm going to be working for you now. I'm going to be saying, God, you didn't make me good enough. God, you didn't make me smart enough. God, you didn't make me pretty enough. All of a sudden the enemy's like, you are doing my job for me. I remember when I was in high school. I know this is going to be hard to believe, but I was always the loud kid in school. I was. I know. Uh, and I would like walk down the halls and people would always say, oh, here comes the loud kid. Like everybody knew me, not because they knew me. They just knew my voice. So I would walk down the halls. I was like the kind of guy that was like on spirit days. I would go all out. I was the guy at the football games that would wear the striped uh, uh, overalls and I would paint my face and carry the flag and all that different kind of stuff. But it was funny because when I was in high school, I struggled with an insecurity about my voice. Because for a long time, people would always come up to me and say, man, why do you always need the attention? Man, why do you always have to be so loud? Man, why do you always have to be so crazy? And all of a sudden, I started to diminish my identity in Christ Jesus, who called me to be a preacher, who called me to be a teacher. And now I was ripping myself out of my own calling. Did you know that you can rip yourself out of your calling? 
When you walk in insecurity, all of a sudden you begin to say, man, God, I know that you called me to that, but I'm not good enough. I'm not able to attain enough. I'm not going to be able to reach that status. But I remember one day there was this black woman in my church and she was like that Southern black woman that I was talking about earlier. Her name was Sandra Long. Yeah. And I remember Sandra, like, you know, the person in your church that hugs you just a few seconds too long. Yeah, like that was Sandra. You know the person that talks talks to you just a little bit too closely, right? And you're like, yo, back it up. That was Sandra, okay? Sandra came up to me and she said, hey, listen, God prophetically spoke this into my life. And he told me to deliver a powerful message to you today. He said, you have been looked down upon because of your voice and you think that people aren't going to hear you. But can I tell you that God has called you to be a preacher and a teacher and you, as long as you stop walking and insecurity, God can start using you and sending you into your mission field. Here's what I believe today. I believe that if you don't deal with insecurity, it will always diminish your identity. It will. It will. So so like, what, what are you struggling with? What are you, what are you insecure about? Because Jacob was running to all the wrong places, but it wasn't until he got into the right presence Here's what I believe. I believe that you're in the right presence tonight. I believe that you are asking for the right power tonight. Can I tell you to overcome insecurity? You need power in your life. You don't need people. You don't need approval. You don't need a a, a place that you can run to. You need power. What are you running from? You know, I feel like sometimes in our lives we run to people. Sometimes we run to places. Sometimes we run to promises, right? The, the second kind of hurt that I want to talk to you, a self-inflicted hurt, um, is number two. Write this down. Hurt produces broken promises. Hurt sometimes, if you are not careful, will produce a broken promise in your life. How many of you have ever been hurt and you begun to doubt the promise of God on your life? Yeah. How many of you have ever like gone through a situation? Maybe it was a traumatic situation. Maybe it was a tragic situation. And all of a sudden you started to question that characteristic of God. And so you said, well, God, I guess you didn't answer my prayer on that. So what I'm going to do is just close the door and I'm going to forget about that characteristic. And I'm just going to walk in what I know you to be. God says, hey, I don't want you just to know me for who I was in your life. I want you to know me for who I am not yet in your life. Watch this. This is so good. Second Corinthians one twenty says, for as many as are the promises of God in him, they are yes. Therefore, also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. What does that mean? That means that his promises are many and they are unquestionably sure. Man, that should give somebody hope today that you thought God broke a promise in your life. He didn't break a promise in your life. Sometimes we think that the waiting is a broken promise. Can I tell you that it's just the process of the promise? Did you know that every promise has a process? And every process requires patience. How many patient people do we have in the room? Come on, man. Praise God for you. Man, you guys are an inspiration. I aspire to be like you when I grow up. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not patient. Okay? I'm like the guy that gets mad at the Chick-fil-A lady. Right? Like, even though that's a holy place, how many sometimes, like, you know, sometimes attitudes can flare in a holy place. Because I'm an impatient person. How many impatient people do we have in the room? Yeah, come on, impatient people, make some noise. Yeah, come on, we're going to start an army of impatience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time I broke my shoulder in two places right here. And I was also a drummer. And so 
I thought that if I just push past the pain, I would make it to my progress. How many of you know that's not how it works? <laughs> right? Like, like, like when you have a broken bone, when you have something broken in your body, it requires you to trust the process of your recovery. Otherwise, you will re-injure yourself and you will miss the promise of God on your life. Watch this. It says this in, in Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge. God is our strength. He's an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. In verse 10, I love this verse, and I believe that God is asking us to live by this verse. He says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Man, what if I told you that in your life you don't need hype? What if I told you that you don't need to try? What if I told you that you don't need to fight? What if I told you that you don't need to struggle anymore? All you have to do is be still and know that he is God and he is in control of your life. Is anybody glad that God is in control of your life? Yeah. Is anybody glad that, that he has your life in the palm of his hand? He knows the plan. He knows the will. He knows the destiny. And he's saying, man, all you have to do is be still and know that I am God. Man, what a powerful verse. You see, like, like when, you, when you break a bone or, or you hurt yourself in some capacity... I used to be a runner and I used to have a lot of issues with my legs and my doctors would tell me, hey, what you need to do is you need to go home, you need to sit down and you need to elevate your foot. What if I told you today that, that if you want to overcome your hurt, you need to stop trying, you need to stop running and you need to start staying in the presence of God and you need to be still and know that he is God and you need to elevate your faith. Elevate your faith. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, elevate your faith. Come on, I'm going to invite the band up and then we're we're about to go into a time of prayer where I believe God is going to heal some people tonight. Come on, who wants to be healed tonight from your hurt? Man, I hope so. You see, number three, I want you to write this down is that what what happens when when you are struggling with hurt? What happens when, when you are struggling with hurt from other people? What happens when you are struggling from hurt of different circumstances? What happens when you're dealing with hurt that you brought upon yourself? But what happens when you're dealing with hurt from God? I'm, I'm talking like hurt from God. Um, you see, I love this story of Genesis that is illuminating the life of Jacob. Because Jacob comes to this crossroads in his faith. I believe that there are some people in the room tonight that you are at a crossroad in your faith. And tonight God wants you to meet him at the altar so that you can begin to wrestle with the right power. You see, Jacob is at this crossroads and he begins to wrestle this man. And if you study this text, it says many theologians and and many scholars say that this man was actually an angel from the Lord or it was the Lord himself. I like to believe that it was God himself because he names it Peniel, which means that he met with God face to face and his life was spared. And so he's meeting with this guy, this man, and they begin to wrestle 
with each other. And I love it because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, how many of you know, like, when you wrestle God, he's a bad dude? Like, he took his finger and he touched his hip. It was just like, bam! And all of a sudden, his hip was dislocated. You see, I, I want to be extremely cautious and careful how I say this to you tonight, but... But here's what I believe. I don't believe that God wants to hurt you. I don't believe that he wants to bring pain in your life. But sometimes I believe that God will allow hurt in your life so that he can humble you. Isn't it funny how Jacob spent his whole life trying to to promise you see sometimes i believe that god will dislodge things in your life so that you can remember who to be reliant on i believe sometimes god will dislodge things in your life so that you can begin to trust him again i believe god will try to dislodge some things in your life so that you don't have to try to use your own power your own might and your own strength but in my weakness he can be made strong again you see that's what jacob had to learn it wasn't about jacob's power it wasn't about his insecurity it wasn't about his process it was that he wasn't trusting god what if i told you that that sometimes hurt can cause you to trust god less because you think man he didn't protect me man he didn't protect my family member man he didn't heal me Jacob begins to wrestle with this man and he gets his hip dislocated because God says hey there's a calling on your life Jacob and he says hey hey what is your name by the way he's wrestling with this man the man says what is your name why does God ask Jacob his name because we use names to identify ourselves watch this oh this is so good come on Come on, you guys didn't know you guys were going to Bible college tonight. When you study the name of Jacob in the Bible, it meant heel grasper. Okay? When you study it, it meant try hard. When you study the name Jacob, the name Jacob meant the struggle. In other words, what Jacob was really saying is, you know what? I am a heel grasper. I am a struggler. I am somebody who has to be conniving and I'm somebody who had to betray my brother and I'm somebody who has been running from my past because I am living the struggle. But then God looks at him. You see, when you allow God to deal with your hurt, I love this. God will rename you and he will reclaim you. He looks at Jacob in the face and he says, oh, Jacob, Jacob. I know that your name means struggle. But today, you have been in my presence. And finally, you have struggled with the right person. Because I have the power to rename you and reclaim you. So today, your name will be Israel. Which means that you have struggled with God. But finally, Jacob, you have overcome. Oh, I wish there were some overcomers. I wish there were some Jacobs in the room tonight that said, oh, I'm not a product of my past. I'm not a product of my hurt. But today, I'm letting God heal me. I'm letting and rename me and reclaim me and my name will be Israel watch this he dislodges his hip 
So all of a sudden, if you read the text, it says that for the rest of his time on earth, he walked around with a limp. I find it so funny that God would give him a limp. Because with a limp, you can't run. With a limp, you can't worry about who's coming behind you. You see, Jacob was over here, and he was looking at his brother Esau, and he said, oh man, Esau's going to kill me, so now I need to run. And then he got to Isaac, and he said, oh, I just stole the blessing from Isaac. Man, now I need to run. And then he got to Laban's house, and he said, oh, I just stole everything from Laban, and now I need to run. Can I tell you, God does not want you to be a runner. He wants you to be a stander. And oh, my God, I, I believe this tonight. He gave him a limp so that he could stop running. He gave him a limp so that he can mark him. Because when God wants to heal you, he wants to make sure, oh, that you walk out differently than when you walk in. Some of you came into church today and you've been running. You've been running from your past hurt. You've been running from that relationship. God says, no, no, no. Today, you will stop running and you're going to limp out of this room because I've healed you. Did you know? Did you know that when God marks you, it requires you to look different? When God marks you, it requires you to talk different. When God marks you, it requires you to look different. Embrace the limp. Some of you need to embrace the limp that God has given you. Because watch this, when you're limping, it don't matter who's behind you. It don't matter who's chasing you because all of a sudden, man, I got a limp, I can't run, so I have to trust God. But did you know that when you are running, all of a sudden, you're worried about who's behind you. God says, man, I need you to stop running from Jacob, and I need you to start standing as Israel so that you can carry a blessing that will sustain you. Did you know that the same blessing that was on Abraham was now on Jacob, that he would have descendants the same as the stars in the sky and the sand on the sea? That's the Jacob that we're talking about today. You see, we serve the God of Jacob. Embrace the limp. Come on, touch your neighbor. Say, you need to embrace the limp. Yeah, embrace the limp today. Come on, God's going to give some people some limps in this room. Say, man, I look funny. Well, guess what? At least God marked you. <laughs> Come on, some of you are going to be like, man, uh, man I don't want to have a limp. Come on. I, I want to be marked by God. I want to look different than the rest. I want to stop running from the things that I'm afraid of. I, I want to stop running from my hurt, man. I want to start walking with the limp because I know that that limp came from God. Yeah, because in my weakness, he is stronger. If you, if, you, if you continue on in the text and you move from Genesis to Exodus, Jacob is dead. Jacob is gone. And God reveals himself to Moses. How many of you know Moses? Yeah, you know Moses. God reveals himself to Moses in the burning bush. And he tells uh, uh, Moses to go and free the Israelites and he said hey who should I tell them sent me and God said tell them I am sent you Moses like alright cool yeah I can do that sweet um, but just for me like who are you you read the next verse it says I am the Lord I am the God of Abraham I am 
the God of Isaac and I am. And as you read this, this text and as, as you study what we just studied today, you would think that he says, I am the God of Israel. Why is it so integral to be the God of Israel? Because Israel was the good side of Jacob. Israel was the overcomer side of Jacob. Israel was the side of Jacob that God could be proud of. But he doesn't say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He says, I am the God. Oh, this is so good for somebody that you think God is ashamed of you. You think that God is scared to carry your hurt. I want to remind somebody today that it says in the Bible that better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He said, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. I am the God of your hurt. I am the God of your pain. I am the God of your past. I am the God of your failures. I am the God of your defeats, and I am the God of your struggle. If you believe that today, come on, can you just cry out to God like he's the God of your struggle in this room? He is the God of Jacob. Come on, would you stand here? That should, that should restore hope in somebody today. You've been walking around feeling like God was ashamed of you, feeling like God forgot about you. No, God wants to mark you today. Can I tell you that God does not just want to be the God of what he wants you to be. God also wants to be the God of what you used to be. Oh, oh, he wants to be the God of that broken relationship. He wants to be the, the God of, of that drug-addicted person. He wants to be the God of that person who's struggling with sin and temptation. He wants to be the God who's sitting in a place of hurt and pain. He wants to be the God who's sitting and suffering and struggle. I don't know where you're at tonight. But here's what I believe. Jacob could not receive the blessing until he wrestled with God. Tonight, we're going to open up these altars for anybody that says, you know what, man, I've been dealing with hurt. Maybe it's hurt from insecurity. Maybe it's a hurt from broken promises. Maybe you feel like you've been hurt from God. I believe that God wants to restore some things in your life tonight. I believe that just like Jacob, God can rename you and he can reclaim you and he can send you out to a new reassignment. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room tonight, we're going to go into a, a time of prayer, and, and we have leaders that are coming up right now to pray with you, and, and we're going to pray for a few specific things, but man, I feel like God wants to unlock something in this room tonight. You've been struggling with hurt. You've been, you've been just struggling in life. You've been struggling with pain. You've been, you've been struggling. Maybe, maybe it's a physical healing that you need tonight. I believe that God wants to come and meet you here at the altar. And just like Jacob, he wants to send you out with a limp. And he wants to give you a new name. And he wants you to pick up the victory. And he wants you to lay down the hurt. And he wants you to lay down the struggle. And he wants to to give you a limp so that you can leave knowing that you've been marked by God. 
So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to count to three and we're going to open up these altars and for a few moments tonight, come on, we're going to pray and we're going to have greater faith and a greater hope that the God of restoration, that the God of miracles, that the God of breakthrough is in this room and wants to wrestle with you tonight. So dear Jesus, I pray for every single person that has hurt God as they come to the altar on account of three, God. I pray that you would begin a restoration process, God. I pray that you would begin a renaming process, God. That, that, that this would be a part of the process of your promise, Lord. One, two. Come on, if you're dealing with hurt on account of three. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.